Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Love Starts Here podcast. I'm Melissa Snow. I'm your host. And today I am joined by Jennifer Inman. She is a life coach that helps courageous women get results. And she is here to talk to us about attachment styles, what they are, what yours is, how it impacts how you show up in a relationship, and what to do about it. So Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Melissa. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive into the interview, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you, what you do, and how you got to be here? Sure, absolutely. So I am a relationship and life coach. I got here because I had challenging relationships for most of my life. And I wanted to figure out why. And so doing a lot of research for myself into um, attachment styles, things like that, and, and realizing how much of a impact that can have on you. It really changed my life. And so as I was going to school to become a life coach, I really wanted to kind of niche in in that area and help other women be able to, you know, break free of the cycle of bad relationships. So yeah, Yeah, that's that's so awesome. I don't know about you, but for me, it was like, once I got on the other side, like once I figured out everything that I hadn't figured out before that was creating those results, it was like, I felt like I discovered like some secret treasure that nobody else knew about. And I was like, I got to tell everybody about this secret treasure because I didn't realize how much better life could be. Exactly. And then when I did, I was like, I got to tell everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So very similar. Yeah. It's like, a cloud of fog lifts from your eyes. You're like, oh my God, that's what I've been doing. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very eye-opening. Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned the attachment styles and I want to yes. kind of focus on that today because I know that's yes. something that you know a lot about. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of our listeners have heard of attachment styles, but maybe don't know a lot about them or haven't actually like studied them like you have. So Uh tell us a little bit about attachment styles and how those affect our relationships. Yes, absolutely. So attachment styles, um, a lot of times they, they are formed in our childhood. So depending on our relationship with our caregiver, you know, you're with your biological parents or you're with grandma or you're in a foster home, whatever that dynamic is and how you feel as a child is often how we grow up and we start to recognize as love. So if you lived in a home where it was sporadic or you had to do extra things to try to get love, to get seen, then as an adult, that's what your brain recognizes as love. So that type of person could become anxious when they're in romantic relationships where, you know, it's like looking at the phone, like, why didn't I get a text message? You know, I texted him like two hours ago and he didn't text me back and and things like that. So feeling very anxious and like, I can't be alone. I don't know how to be alone. You know, that can be anxious. And then there is avoidant. And so if the child, when they were younger, didn't get their needs met much at all, a lot of times they had to figure things out for themselves. So they almost become avoidant where they, they want to be like uber independent and do everything for their, themselves and not let other people in close. Mm-hmm. So those are the two main ones, but then there's, there's variations of those as well. And can you mm-hmm. be more than one? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you know, ideally, if you had a great relationship when you're with your parents, when you were young, you would be secure. 
And so a secure person shows up, you know, they don't have a lot of anxiousness. They can communicate well in their relationships. Um, so if you have two secure people in a, a romantic relationship, it's, it's usually a very healthy beginning, but if you're either anxious or avoidant, or like you just asked about the third or fourth type, I should say is anxious and avoidant together, where sometimes you may feel anxious and sometimes you may feel avoidant. And this is what I used to be before I started working on um, my inner self and, and understanding was sometimes in a relationship, this could look like, you know, in the beginning, like, oh my gosh, he's the one, he's the one, he's the one, like, he's awesome. He's amazing. Like he's the one for me. And then a month later when, when he's wanting to see me every day and, and then I'm like, oh my God, this is scary. Like he's not the one, he's not the one, like, I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if any of your listeners experience that, but it can be super confusing because mm-hmm. it's like, what the heck is my mind doing? doing. And then even for the person they're dating, it's ultra confusing too. So yes. So tell me a little bit, what, why is it important? You touched on this a bit, but why do you think it's important for women to know what their primary attachment style is? Um, I think especially for women that are wanting to improve their relationships, whether they're single or they're already in a relationship, it helps us just to become more conscious of why we do the things we do. And for me, if I understand why I'm doing something, it's easier to catch up on it and pick up on it. Like, you know, why am I always like, I know for some of my clients, they would feel like they're always just trying to almost be chameleon-like, like I'm going to try to be the person I think he wants me to be and forgetting themselves and not showing up as themselves and really doing a disservice to themselves. And so when you do that, unless you really understand attachment style or, you know, you have an awesome coach like you or me, or, you know, understand psychology, you don't even, uh, oftentimes they don't know they're doing that um, until it's too late. And then they start to build resentment because they're giving, 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 and trying to be the person that he wants and then he's not picking them. So it's, yeah, that's, that's where it really comes into key is to really, if you want to understand why things aren't working correctly, this can be a, a big tool in helping you understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I talk to you and you talk about what it looks like to be anxious or what it looks like to be avoidant or to be both sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's what was happening. (laughs) Like I can see all of it in my old life and Uh like my pre-coaching life. And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because at the time it is very confusing. It's like, why isn't this working out for me? And why do I meet this guy who I really like, but then an hour before we're supposed to go on a date, I make up a reason to cancel with him. (laughs) Like, why am I being so obsessive about checking my phone or analyzing what he said, or, you know, realizing that it's been two minutes and 43 seconds since he last texted me. Like, it just makes you feel kind of crazy. But when you know about the attachment styles and you really understand why you are the way that you are, 
Mm-hmm. It feels less crazy and more like there's something that you can do about it. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so, you know, knowing what your attachment style is and also knowing you can change it. And for me, I was both anxious and avoidant. So some, some um, people call that disorganized, you know, it's like you can go back and forth. And for me, once I figured out that's why I was doing the things I was doing, it made it easier for me to stop them, you know, still those things come back up. I'm going to be honest, like in my, in my um, most recent relationship, even sometimes I feel that comes back up, but I recognize it so much quicker. You know, like when I, when I get upset about something and I want to push away or now I tend to show up a little bit more in the avoidance side. Now that I understand it, if I have either side of it, but it just becomes so much easier. So once you're conscious of it. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that your attachment style can be changed. Tell us a little bit about that and how you go about changing your attachment style. Yeah. So really there's, there's like four stages that I talk about within the attachment styles, if you want to change it. So like the first stage is you're not even conscious of it. So this is, you know, like probably you and me before we, when we were back in our old relationships and wondering why they weren't working out, we Mm -hmm. were totally unconscious of it. So, you know, we were, like for us or women listening to this, we have an insecure patterns that we didn't even realize and coping mechanisms. Um, so, you know, we could have been unreliable, lacking self-care, you know, just trying to please the other person. But then the next step is stage two is where you become conscious of it. So when you become conscious of it, you can catch yourself in these insecure patterns. Um, you can start to realize what happened. It's not like, oh my gosh, I just exploded and I have no idea why. It was just a big explosion. You can start to identify why. Mm -hmm. So the second stage is becoming conscious, um, but you still have the insecurities. You know, you still have the tendencies, but you recognize them. And by doing like um, some of the healing work that, you know, I know a lot of life coaches and relationship coaches like you and I will help is, you know, rewriting your old story, like rewriting it as if you keep seeing yourself as the victim. And then you're going to continue to have this, this path. But mm-hmm. if you can go back and see, okay, this was my part in it. This is what I did. I was like, I was very much a people pleaser. And so I fed into that dynamic and this is what I need to change within me to, you know, get to conscious security so I can show up in a partnership or a relationship and be an equal and not unconsciously trying to manipulate how this guy is going to perceive me or, or want me and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So then once you do that, you move to stage three, which is conscious security. So, you, you know, you start to have secure patterns, you're secure of it. So when you're here, you start to understand more and more different resources, like how you can calm yourself down, pause, take a minute before you respond. And even the, the type of men you start to attract, you know, like attracts like. So if you are conscious of this and you're showing up more secure, that's the type of man you'll attract. And so you automatically start to have better relationships when you work on these things. And then as you progress through and really start to practice this, uh, you get to natural security. So it's not, it's almost unconscious to to have those healthy relationships. And like I said, for me, like some of the stuff still comes back up, but it's so much less, you know, by rewriting your story, by um, just really seeing what things you do. There's a lot of protest patterns that my clients work on 
and I have them work on to help them get there as well. So when you understand the protest behaviors, that can be a big part of it. What do you mean when you talk about protest behaviors? Protest behaviors as different things like rumination, you know, that's like what we were talking about waiting for the um, text, overanalyzing, perfectionism, uh, the too early syndrome. So I, you, I don't know, do you see this sometimes? Do you, some of your clients struggle with this, like too early syndrome, like, you know, on the first or second date, they're already thinking about like marriage. So that type of thing, um, mm -hmm. pedestyling, like putting them up on a pedestal, like really just seeing all the good things in a man and not the negatives, like, you know, just very focused in on that stonewalling, withdrawing, passive aggressive. So if you can start catching yourself doing those things, then you can start understanding, like, why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. And when you figure out why you're doing it because of your attachment style, a lot of times, then you can show up differently. That makes sense. So does your attachment style affect you differently in different phases of the relationship? Yes, yes, definitely. And it's attachment styles are so interesting once you start researching them even more. So oftentimes anxious attachment styles, if that's your primary, are attracted to avoidant for whatever reason, there's this like dance that goes on where, you know, for the anxious person, the avoidance just out of reach and the avoidant person likes to keep the anxious person there, give them just, you know, like breadcrumbs enough and um, they kind of go back and forth. But if you can work on your attachment style and know that, Hey, I, I used to be anxious, but now I'm trying to show up secure but I'm still going to have those anxious tendencies, perhaps when I get in relationships, then a person can know during the different phases, like say the different phases that really I, I talk about are, you know, the first stage is dating before you even make a commitment. And then after, once you finally make a commitment to be exclusive, the couple moves into a honeymoon phase. And then from honeymoon, you move into power struggle and then stability but the dating and the honeymoon are really kind of the, the trickiest for the attachment styles, because in the dating phase, if you're anxious, the person can want to move really quick and the avoidant person wants to move very slow. And, and I'm not saying like, this is extreme, like extreme, those probably would not be a good match. But if you have two people that just have a little bit of the tendency of each, it may be where like, I, I use the example of like an ice skater. If you're skating with someone on the ice, and, you know, you're moving faster than them and they're back here skating, you guys can't skate together. Mm -hmm. So if you can slow down a little bit and the other person can speed up a little bit, you're able to stay together. So it's kind of recognizing those tendencies in yourself and your partner um, that you're with to say, hey, okay, I know I'm like a too early syndrome kind of person. I'm going to dial that back. And, you know, be patient and not self-sabotage this relationship. That's one mm -hmm. of the things I love so much about the attachment styles and just about coaching in general is that it feels when we're in it, like for me, most of my twenties, I felt like I didn't have control over the way that I was acting. I didn't have control over who I was attracting. I didn't have control over what was happening in my relationships. I was just like, why is this happening to me? This is horrible. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing your attachment style, understanding your attachment style, and just having a coach in general to help you really see the way that your thoughts are creating your results 
right. helps you to realize how much more control you have over the results that you're creating in your life, like way more control than you ever thought you had. Exactly. Exactly. It is. It's, it's very eye-opening. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you would add? I mean, I know attachment styles is a huge topic and we've barely touched the surface of it, but if there's mm-hmm. any woman listening to this podcast who struggles with, you know, maybe they're relating to what you're saying about being anxious or about being avoidant, and they're starting to see how some of these things might impact the way that they show up in a relationship and the results that they create. Is there anything else that you would add for those women? Find out what you are if you are experiencing some of these things that we've been talking about. And then based on that, get with a coach, get with you, get with someone else, do your own research, whatever you can, and know you can change it. If you can become more conscious of some of those protest behaviors we talked about, you know, if you're flip-flopping between like feeling like, oh my gosh, he's the one to oh my gosh, I need my space, those type of things you can start to become more conscious of and do some work to heal your attachment style. And then you will be able to have an awesome relationship. And one thing I will say is when I finally learned this, the first relationship that I had that was actually healthy, I was like, it it was a shocker to me. I'm like, wow, we're not fighting. We're respectful of each other. You know, it was, it was a completely different world. And, you know, that person ended up not being the right one for me, but it was such a great learning tool for me to like, even know what a real relationship feels like. Because I think for so many women that went through what I went through with the married go round kind of relationship, you don't even know how it feels. It is a lot of work. It's work to get there, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve and I have been together for 11 years and this is the first healthy relationship that I've had. And I remember when we first got together feeling like so uncomfortable, like what is happening? Like there's no breaking up and getting back together. There's no like, does he, or doesn't he, will he, or won't he? It's like, we're just existing. And I think if you're not ready for that, if you haven't done the work to get to that point, to realize that's actually what you want, that's a lot of times I think what ends up being, he's too nice or he's too boring because really what's happening, like no one is too nice. Really what's happening is this is a healthy relationship and that's uncomfortable for you. And that's uncomfortable for your brain. And so your brain is like, we got to get out of here. Like I'll come up with whatever reason we need. Like he's too nice, but we got to get out of here because this is uncomfortable. Yeah. So you mentioned your website, relationshipiq.com. Be sure to reach out to Jennifer. If you're relating to what we're talking about today, if you are longing for that healthy quote unquote, normal relationship where you can just show up and be yourself and be loved for it and not have to be anxious about it, not have to avoid the relationship that you actually do want and keep making yourself crazy. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group to learn more about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level. Visit www.melissamsnow.com. 